he really, man, he went, uh, he really went Jimmy Page, Led Zeppelin. I mean, on that, that solo. But that is just one of many, many awesome guitar things happening on this record, uh, Mojo from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. This album, we're telling you, okay. This album came out in 2010, and uh, rest in peace, Tom Petty. He died this year, 2017, just recently, obviously, or maybe not obviously. But um, what I'm going to do right now is take a moment of silence straight up for Tom Petty. Rest in peace, Tom Petty. Ten seconds of silence. Dead air. Let's go. All right, that seemed like about 10 seconds. Um, Yeah. It's good to take a moment and reflect on things sometimes, man. And uh, when Tom Petty died, when I heard that, it got to me, man. I was having a bad day already, and um, and I heard about Tom Petty, and it just made my day a little bit worse. I really started thinking a lot about him, and uh, I'm a big follower of music and rock and roll and blues in particular. I make music, and um, just this, this album... Or Tom Petty, you know, in general, Tom Petty. I've said this before and I'll say it again. I mean, I describe him as basically our, um, he, he wrote he wrote the uh, songs for, for my generation in real time. You know, he was, it's like he wrote our soundtrack in, in real time. I mean, it seemed like every five, ten years or so, Tom Petty would pop up with an uh, with an album, and uh, you would hear like four or five songs, and it would just be dope as hell, and they would become smash hits everywhere. And uh, I mean, just think about it, dude. Mary Jane's Last Dance. I remember when that came out. I thought it was really crazy that uh, on MTV they were showing a, a dude. He was um, he was dancing. With uh, it was a dead corpse, or supposed to be a dead corpse, I guess you know Mary Jane the character. I don't know, but uh, I just remember thinking, man, that's really weird that uh, that they're showing this. Like this dude's, he's out there. He's wearing a top hat. He's fucking dancing with uh, he's dancing with his his dead wife or whatever. And uh, and then you think the song's about weed, but you don't really know, dude. There's so many layers to uh tom petty's greatness as a songwriter dude he's just he's the best i mean he's the best he's up there with john lennon paul mccartney you know and some of the other great great songwriters but uh but then as a guitarist he's a great guitar player great licks and uh he plays bass in his other project mud crunch but yeah, Tom Petty, what a genius as far as music goes. But, so, welcome everybody. This is Matt Garrett's music, episode, uh, Matt Garrett's music Experience, episode number five. And that's a lot to say, but 
I think it's pretty ridiculous to talk about yourself in third person. So I'm just going to say my music experience. And uh, Tom Petty, the album is Mojo. And uh, 16 songs. It's They recorded it, or it was released on June 15, 2010. He recorded it in the clubhouse in Los Angeles, which is Tom Petty's studio. And uh, they recorded everything live. No overdubs to speak of. You know, they all just got together as a band, played together in this, this clubhouse, this studio. Oh, shit, Raymond and Jason, what's up? Yeah, so this is my first time doing this on Instagram. I'm so glad these dudes stopped by yesterday, completely out of the blue, and uh, and I, I was I was actually leaving, but we're gonna hook up and uh, and hang out and catch up because it was good talking to y'all. But uh, but yeah, so the album Mojo they recorded it as a band together. They were in the same spot, no overdubs to speak of. And, uh, and there's a really cool documentary on this album. It's called Mojo, and uh, it's just called the Mojo Documentary. It's like 12 minutes, and it breaks down, or excuse me, it films Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers while they were recording this album. He talks about the theme of the album and what it, what it was about. He really wanted Mike Campbell, the guitar player, kind of the, the co-captain, he wanted, he wanted his guitar right up front, you know? So he, he said, Mike Campbell's one of the greatest guitar players, but he's so damn humble that, you know, he always plays, he always holds back, but he's one of the greatest guitar players I've ever heard. So he really wanted Mike Campbell to shine on this record, and he did. Dude, he, he, he said his reason, they, they interviewed him, and they were like, well, uh, you know what's the theme going into this recording this album? Why are you uh, why are you doing it? And he's like, man, I just got this new guitar, and he's got a Les Paul, um, a, a Gibson Les Paul, just sitting there. And he's like, I figured, why not try it out? And they just wrote all these songs, but it's super cool. It's uh, it's called the Mojo Documentary. It's like 12 minutes. I definitely recommend it. But so here we go. On to this uh, album. So, 16 songs, about an hour and six minutes long. Um, Tom Petty wrote, actually, uh, vocals, rhythm guitar, lead, and bass guitar on Running Man's Bible production. Mike Campbell, lead guitar. Scott Thurston, rhythm guitar, harmonica, keys. Bent Montench, acoustic and electric piano, organ. Ron Blair, bass Steve Rohn, drums. Ryan Ulati uh, is the main producer, along with Tom Petty and Mike Campbell. So uh, the first song, Jefferson Jericho Blues, it's it's a cool ass blues song. I think I gave that. Look at my notes. I think I gave that a four. Um, I had it right the first time. Uh, first flash of freedom. And I have some of these songs. When you subscribe to, uh, or if you subscribe to this podcast, Garacast, you get my uh, my music experience. And there's, uh, you're going to hear the actual music from the album, some of it playing in the background. But this is just me recording that actual episode. 
So, but anyway, so uh, song number two, First Flash of Freedom. Song number three, Running Man's Bible. Those are both really cool, really like psychedelic. Trip to Pirate's Cove. It's super psychedelic, dude. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, they do blues, rock and roll, but like they use psychedelic elements and they especially did on this album. You know, like a lot of effects on his vocals. You'll hear like tape delays and shit. Just like the music slowing up. And you know, when you listen to music with uh, with the headphones on, and the, you know, the engineers and uh, producers are, are doing some stuff with panning and stuff like that. It could really make give you a, a cool uh, feel. You know, through your ear waves. I'll show you what I mean. Check this out. There's just a lot of cool stuff which you can that you can do from an engineer's point of view. But back to the show. Hendrix was a master at that. He was a genius. But uh so these are they're real psychedelic, man. They're super cool. Number five, Candy. Candy is the weakest song on the album, as far as I can tell. It's just like there's, there's probably two songs they could have left off of this album and still had a, a classic. Um, and, you know, man, I had a cool-ass Tom Petty quote that he said about this album. He said, uh, he said you know, the Heartbreakers are a band of virtuosos. And, um, but one thing I, that really struck me, like when he said this, he said... Uh, this album was put out in 2010, and he said, 10 years from now, I can play this and not grimace. And I just thought that was a really cool quote because 10 years from then would be 2020, but obviously he, he just died. So that one kind of hit me, man. And I was, sad, I was sad when he died, dude. I was, I was already having a bad day. And I said it before, I'll say it again. He wrote the songs for our generation in real time. So, uh, Candy, I gave a three. No Reason to Cry, number six. Slow, blue song. Really cool. Uh, I should have known it. It's kind of one of the standout tracks on this album. It's just hard rock and roll. And, like, when you hear Mike Campbell's guitar on this album and um, his solos, you there's there's some Jimmy Page going on in there. There's all kind of there's old blues players going on in there. There's Eric Clapton. This dude is a virtuoso guitar player. I mean, he uses effects just right, super crisp, clean. You know, almost like David Gilmour in the way, but way more drier and, and bluesier. But dude, he gets an incredible tone. Um, so yeah, I should have known it. Badass song. Uh, number eight, US 41. Cool song. Number nine, Taking My Time. Slow blue song, but they're just great. Number four, I mean, I gave that one a four. Let Yourself Go. Four, 
uh, Don't Pull Me Over, a song about not getting pulled over by the popos, you know. Uh, that, that got four. Love Is Touch, that was a four. High in the Morning, four. Something Good Coming was the other standout song on this album. And uh, I think that was the second or third single. And it's just, a, it's a great, great song. I mean, I really think this this album is about like 10 years behind as far as, you know, people um, really maybe appreciating it. And uh, unfortunately, that, like, that may be what it takes is for somebody like Tom Petty to die when uh, you start digging back on his old stuff and just listening to it. You're like, fuck, this dude. This dude was the man. Just hit after hit after hit. I mean, everything's just catchy and, and cool. And uh, yeah, they're like a band of virtuosos, which is uh, which is cool. And they enjoy playing with each other and for each other. So a lot of music fans, some music fans don't don't get that, or they they don't like that because they think the record's too out there or something. But you know, it's almost like it's a it's a musician's album, which it's not. It's just a great, great album. I mean, yeah, any real musician definitely would appreciate it, I would think. But if you're looking for like 16 I Won't Back Downs or Breakdown or 16 Mary Jane's Last Dances or Free Fallin' or, you know... It's not that. It's a whole, it's a really cool, almost concepty album. It takes you on a journey. I mean, he, uh, Tom Petty always said that about this record, that he, he, he loves the fact that it travels well. Meaning like when, you, when you're on the road, it paints a picture for you, which is always cool. I mean, that used to be basically my favorite part of a road trip, just listening to, to albums and shit. But, uh, so yeah. Uh, Mojo, 2010, five singles. The first one was Good Enough. The second one was First Flash of Freedom. Number three was I Should Have Known It. There's a video for that one. Something Good Coming, another single. There's a video for that one. Jefferson Jericho Blues, there's a video for that one. Um, But a great, great album. I highly recommend it. Um, If you're just a fan of blues, music, psychedelic, rock and roll, it's like one of the, one of these albums that you just hear and you're like, holy shit, you know, this is this is a masterpiece. But you you almost have to stumble on it if you're not a, a big music fan. But um, so yeah, uh, that is Mojo, Tom Petty, and the Heartbreakers. All in all, I gave the album a four point seven out of five. I mean, it you know as a whole just because there there's maybe two songs in there that he could have left out even though they're great but uh yeah i mean as close to perfection as you can get when you hear five musicians playing so well together i mean when you hear their volume together when you hear their vibe together there's not you know tom petty's the obvious leader and mike campbell's the obvious number two but they're basically like a democracy band and, uh, you know, family. They, they were just doing their 40th anniversary tour. Uh, they had just come off of that when Tom Petty died. So, um, so yeah, they've been doing it for 40 years. Started out in Florida, then became um, 
basically adopted Los Angeles residents. And I think that's where most, most of them still live. So uh, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Thank you all for uh, listening and checking out my new experiment. I got Instagram going live. I got Periscope going live. And I got YouTube not going live. But I'm going to put that onto YouTube. So I got you know a little bit of editing to do. But uh, if you subscribe to my podcast, Garacast, you'll get uh, all of the Garacast episodes that I did plus this new thing. I'm trying to do it like every Friday, but I listen to a lot of music, so I could almost do two of them a week. And, but I just want to be able to keep up with it. You know, I want to have at least one every week. So I'm going to try to do them on Fridays, and I'm going to pick new albums, old albums, and... Um, just any any kind of albums, classic albums, and there's no you know any any album can get reviewed. I just listened to uh, Wiz Khalifa's new album. If you were gonna purchase that one, I would say go ahead and hold back because uh, you can only listen to songs about smoking weed and being fly for so long and and money and, and syrup and shit. It's cool, like we get it. And I used to like Wiz Khalifa. You know, he um, he's a really obviously ta- talented dude, and he seemed really cool and shit. But dude, you can't. I can't listen to fifteen songs where you're talking about weed and and uh, and strippers and shit. So, but the point is, is that all all albums are gonna be open for discussion. So. Uh, but yeah, save your money on that that Wiz album. I'm not even sure what it's called. Probably smoking weed and riding or something. But uh, thank everybody for listening, and uh, much love. Watching the water, watching the coast. Suddenly I know what I want the most, and I want to tell you. I know that look on your face But there's something lucky about this place And there's something good coming for you and me Something good coming, there has to be Never caught a break 
Thank mm-hmm. you.